Hello, my name is Natalie Savelle. Welcome to the Stepmom Strong Podcast. This show is for stepmamas or anyone dating a parent, really, all about how to navigate the challenges that come up in this complicated and often underestimated role. I'll be bringing you tips, tricks, validation, and support so that you know that you don't have to feel alone in this role and there are ways to make things a little less overwhelming. I hope you enjoy. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Stepmom Strong podcast. Um, This is another replay from the Empowered Stepmoms interview series. The one and only Jenna Korf, she is one of the leaders in the stepmom coaching community. Um, And we get into some of the ways that she became a stepmom coach and overcame her own family challenges with a high conflict ex, a very tumultuous and dramatic situation with her stepson, which you'll hear about. Um, And we also get into the... The baseline of what, what, when to call it quits and, and what might be some of the red flags or signals that this relationship is not going to work out and, um, and what you can do about it and what the pitfalls are that women tend to fall into that keep them in situations where they're not being treated the way that they should. So that was kind of a side tangent that I wasn't expecting to go on, but we did end up kind of getting into it. And I think you'll find it interesting and hopefully helpful. Um, so please enjoy and I'll see you on the other side. Welcome everyone, Natalie Savelle here with the Empowering Stepmoms virtual interview series. I'm so excited today to have Jenna Corp here with me. Uh, Jenna is a certified step family coach at stepmomhelp.com. She's the founder of the private online community Stepmom Revolution. She's the author of the book Skirts at War Beyond Divorced Mom-Stepmom Conflict, which I highly recommend. Um, she's been working with stepmoms for over seven years to help them transform their stepfamily dynamics by empowering them and teaching them how to be their best selves. And I'm so excited to have Jenna here today because she is the reason why I am doing what I'm doing. Um, I had the pleasure of working with Jenna one-on-one when I was really in the thick of the stepmom challenges that I was facing. So I was just like mired in overwhelm and resentment and stress. And um, she totally helped me navigate things with more grace and ease and just made such a huge difference that I went on to be certified through her organization as a certified step family coach. Um, so literally, like, she is why I'm here doing this, which is Yay. awesome. Really fun to have you, Jenna. Thank you so much. Thanks. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, it's great that you're doing this for women. I love it. Thanks. Yeah. Um, so I'm just, I just love to hear what brought you into being a stepmom coach. How did you become a stepmom coach? Yeah, well, I became a stepmom <laughs> yeah. and I was like, oh, wow, it's really hard and no one tells you about it. Um, I mean, I was working as a registered nurse for years and then I wanted to transition into relationship coaching. I was like, what I really love to do is talk about relationships and help people in their relationships. Um, which I thought I was going to be a therapist and my therapist at the time was like, don't waste your time with that. Go think about coaching. And I was like, what's a coach? I had no idea. Um, So I researched that, became a relationship coach, then realized stepmoms need major help. Um, And so then I transitioned into stepmom coaching, Um, gained my certification through the step family foundation and um, 
realized there was a little bit of a gap between what I learned there and what I was finding with my clients, which is why I created my own certification program for coaches and therapists. Um, but that's basically how I got started. You know, I'm the type of person that when I find something and I learn something and I work my way through something, I have to share it with other people. Like I'm just, you know, kind of like you, like I'm just compelled to do that. I'm like, oh, I figured something out. Let me share it with others. Yeah. That's probably why I was attracted to you to work with you. Cause that's the same way that I, I call myself a personal growth junkie. It's like, I yeah. tackle it and like grow <laughs> from it and work through all the stuff and then share, use it to help other people. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so what was your most challenging thing as a stepmom? Like what was the biggest <sighs> issue for you guys? It's really hard to pinpoint it down to one. Um, but for me, in my personal situation, I would say, you know, I met my stepkids when they were nine and 12 and the 12 year old um, had major emotional problems. I think he ran away the first time three months after I came on the scene. Um, so we dealt with like psychological problems, you know, getting psychiatrists, mental health problems, drug problems. So I was like trying to deal with that while also his mom was pretty high conflict. At least she behaved that way. And it was a lot of it was under the guise of for my stepson. So, you know, she really was tr still trying to connect with my husband in an intimate way mm -hmm. that was really inappropriate and disrespectful to our relationship, but it was always because of this, my stepson. So it was right. really hard to navigate that. Like, yes, they have to parent, like, yes, they have to go to these sessions together, but it was always major high conflict. And so that was really, really difficult to have to deal with and, you know, just kind of put up with, um, and try to navigate. While you were also trying to like connect with your new relationship and kind of form that couplehood. Yeah, I had never experienced anything like that before. Yeah. You know, I didn't realize that that was going to be the dynamic I was walking into. Mm. Um, it was really hard, but we got through it. <laughs> super challenging. And now yeah. I see your beautiful Facebook posts all the time of you guys like totally enjoying yourselves. So that's super yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah, it all worked out. My stepson is 21. He's been sober now for nine months at least. He has a stable job. Like wow. it's great. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> um, so I'm curious what kept you in it when it was like the hardest, like that's some pretty hard stuff to deal with the psychiatric yeah. issues and the ex. like that's, that's a lot, right? I know. So what? Yeah. <laughs> My husband's always like, why did you stay? How did you stay? <laughs> yeah. Why yeah. did you? Yeah. Because of him. Like yeah. I was always like, no outside force is ever going to get me to leave. Like as long as my relationship with my partner is awesome, as long as he's worth it, I'm, I'm here. Like yeah. I'm not here, you know, I'm not here because of my stepson or because of the ex-wife. Like I'm here for my partner and he was always great. I mean, sure. He had to figure stuff out too. And he's grown tremendously also, but our relationship was always really good. And, and like, I'm always like everything that came with him was super difficult, but the relationship was easy. Mm, you know, so yeah. that's what made it worth it. If he was like disrespectful to me, if he wasn't listening to my concerns, if he was not able to create boundaries himself with, you know, the ex that, and I probably wouldn't have stayed. Right. But, right. You know, so he was, he was like growing with you as you were trying yeah. to work things out. He was also like, I imagine setting better boundaries as time went yep. on. 
Yeah, he was learning his way, you know, and right. I mean, like, you know, he'd fall and get back up and try again. And okay, that didn't work. Let's try this. Um, yeah. Yeah. Did yeah. your experience as a relationship coach help you um, through the stuff that you were dealing with with him? Yeah. Um, you know, I think all the personal growth work I did leading up to meeting him, I mean, 20 plus years has helped me. And right. that's uh, like a lot of the work I do with stepmoms. I incorporate all that stuff. I just apply it to stepmoming, you know, yeah. um, that's basically what I'm doing. And so, right. yeah, like I learned about masculinity and femininity and men and how their brains really do work differently. And, and him specifically, like he's textbook caveman in a really good way, <laughs> you know, and like, oh, this is why he's doing that. Let me see how I can respond better to him so he can respond better to me and meet my needs. You know, yeah. like, he calls me the husband whisperer. He's like, I don't know how she gets me to meet all her needs, but she does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you figured out ways to communicate. And that also takes you like being able to identify your needs and then communicate them in the moment in a way that he's able to hear and respond to. Yes. And I'm like, oh, the 10 ways I tried before didn't really work out too well. You know, <laughs> now I've kind of figured out this works. Let's go with this one. You know, right. yeah. Yeah, I hear a lot of stepmoms kind of get stuck in like, well, he doesn't hear me. He doesn't hear me. And I'm like, well, there's ways that we work together to like, you know, figure out ways to communicate and figure out how we work differently to be able to be respectful. Yes. yes. That, that way rather than being like, he can't do it because he's against, you know, I think we've come up with this idea that they're like against us, but they're not. They're with us. No, they're totally <laughs> with us. They totally yeah. want us to be happy, but we right. get in our own way a lot of the times. Right. Um. Yeah. I mean, that's why, you know, most of the work I do with stepmoms, I just do it with them. Like I don't really need their partner. Um, they can make actually pretty simple changes once they understand why and, and how to do it. And their partners absolutely respond positively to it. Like, yeah, that was, that was my experience with you. It was like these very simple things that made like a giant difference. Like, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yay. That's great. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's my mission, you know, to help women in their relationships. I mean, that's the whole reason we're here is our relationships, right? Like, that's why I could handle everything else because my relationship was good. Yeah, yeah, that's so good. And it's so true. Relationships are, it's like the most important thing, right? It's mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. at the end of, you know, you read about um, people in their, at the end of their lives, they say, what's the most important thing that you feel like needs to be prioritized in your life? And they say their relationships, like that's what mm -hmm. stays with you throughout your whole life. So. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Um, so what do you think determines whether people should stay or leave their blended family situations if things are like really ugly, especially with that ex? Like, I know you kind of talked about that a little bit. You said if you guys didn't have that respect, but are there any other things you want to mention that really um, can help people make that decision? Yeah, you know, um, it's funny because sometimes, I mean, they have to think like, do they have their own kids? Are their own children? at risk? Are they unsafe in the house? Well, then you need to get out. And that doesn't necessarily mean you need to leave the relationship. I have absolutely seen moving out and having your own place save marriages. Like sometimes that just needs to be done until the kids are grown, until they're out, until the ex is no more. Um, you know, that can actually work. Of course it's not ideal, but you know, if, if your relationship is good, but you feel unsafe in the home, 
then it's an option. Um, yeah. But as far as leaving, like if your partner isn't willing to, if you've done all the work, if you've reached out, gotten support, changed your perspective, changed the way you interact with your partner, and he's still not willing to listen to you, to listen to your needs, willing to do any work on his end, willing to change, willing to, uh, you know, if he's telling you, hey, these are my kids and I don't want to hear a word out of you. Hey, you know, that sort of thing, that's a pretty big red flag, you mm. know, like, it's probably not going to work out for you. And like, you know, it may be 10 years down the road that you've had enough, but you will have enough. Like yeah. you deserve better. You yeah. know, um, I've seen some pretty, I, some pretty bad situations with, you know, husbands. I would just never, I'm like, why would you put up with that? Like you, you don't have to put up with that. Like there's plenty of people out there. You know, so it's, it's even like, even in forget step, just in a regular relationship, I'm like, why would you just allow yourself to be disrespected that way? You know? Right, right. Um, anyway. Why do you think women do? Why do you think that they stay in those kinds of situations? You know, I think it's normal to ignore red flags initially. It's normal. Your hormones are going, you're excited. You're like, you know what? It's not that big of a deal. It's not that big of a deal. And then when all that calms down and reality sets in, you're like, they have all these complaints about him. And I'm thinking, but was he always like that? Or is that really something new? And, you know, sometimes it comes down to, um, you know, some women don't think they deserve better. You know, if, if you were raised with like a narcissistic parent or an abusive parent, something like that, and you don't feel like you deserve better, you don't know what respect looks like, you put up with that. You do. You just think, you know, you, you deserve it. It's, right. it's very subconscious, probably. Um, but I think that happens a lot, you know. A woman's nature is to like kind of bend to what the they need her to be. Like that's kind of our feminine instinct because we need to be we need to be um, accepted. You know, if you go back to like cave women, we need to be accepted by the tribe so we can survive. It's a survival instinct. Yeah. But at some point, you have to look and be like, okay, well, what's my at least minimum level of respect that I need to you know that I should have? Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, what's the bottom line of what I'm willing and not willing to put up with, right? And I yeah. do, I think sometimes they get caught up in like being needed and they see where they're needed, right? Because there's a single dad who's taking care of these kids and he might be really overwhelmed and dealing also with an ex who treated him horribly. And she's like, I can treat you amazing and I can take care of your kids. And then she has a sense of being needed, but she completely loses herself in the process. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but can't like detach because she feels the responsibility. And yeah, it can be really, right. really tricky. Yeah, that's a very common dynamic that happens is yeah. we just throw ourselves into it. Forget my friends, forget my activities. I'm really needed in this family. And then it completely backfires. Right. Yeah. Not sustainable. It doesn't last, no. right? Initially, it might like yeah. get them through it, but it doesn't yeah. last. Yeah. No, they, they end up so burned out and resentful and unhappy. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, always, oh, go ahead. Um, I always say that I think there's two kind of like baseline criteria for staying in a relationship. If there's like a love and connection there, and then also if there's a willingness to work. And if you have those two things, then it can work, you know, but yeah. if you don't have the willingness to work on things and there isn't like this love there, this, you know, automatic loving feeling, it's not going to. It's yeah. Not to. Yeah, absolutely. Because, uh, you know, a lot of women feel like, well, I'm doing all the work. I'm doing all the work. And sometimes I'll tell them, look, you're the one that signed up for my class. That's why you're doing the work. <laughs> you know? like, you're the one here. So you're the one that I'm going to talk to and like tell them what, what you can do differently. But, um, but it absolutely can have a positive, 
you know, when you change, the other person has to change. They, they have to change their reaction in some way. It may not be enough for you. Right. Um, yeah. Right. And I think our ability, yeah, to kind of cultivate that empowerment and like confidence, it kind of rubs off on the other person. Like for me, I learned how to give my partner space and that was huge. Like then he was able to grow into the challenges that we were facing instead of feeling like not only oppressed by our challenges, but also by me as I was like trying to make things better so hard. Right. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, look, as long as you keep telling your partner what he's, what the child is doing wrong, there's no room for him to see it himself because he's automatically having to defend his child. Like that's going to be his first instinct. He is a protector and then he is a provider. So as long as he has to protect his child from you, protect, right. He can't see the behavior for himself. So, so just remove that part just back off a little bit. Let him see what's going on, you know, yeah. let him have his own perspective. And it's amazing what can happen. Really? An opportunity. Yeah. I know. It's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> um, so with your relationship background, I'd love for you to share, like, that's one tip is kind of giving space and like backing up a little bit to let them kind of see the results of their actions and the consequences of their choices. Um, but are there any other top like relationship advice tips that you would give to people listening? <laughs> there's so many <laughs> I know um okay what's really important um I mean I think one is educating yourself is like it's so important because otherwise you are functioning from this false belief like you think you know what's going on with him and why he's doing something like I'll give you a classic example um he's communicating with his ex and he's just like not informing you about what's going on. And you know, lots of stepmoms automatically think, well, he's hiding it from me. He's, he's not being open with me. But what he's doing is protecting you. He is, he is a protector. That is what he's doing for you. But the misunderstanding, and then she responds to him as if he were hiding things from her. And then that is like this horrible negative cascade that happens. So just like educating yourself about, and some people don't subscribe to the difference between men and women, masculine, feminine. Um, and I think that's really unfortunate because I think it's, it's really helpful to understand what's going on with your partner. Um, learning how to be supportive and what that means, like what men need mostly is like acceptance and just support. But when we are being controlling and trying to change them, they feel unsafe. Like we don't become a safe person for them. So then maybe they will hide things from us, you know, right, so right. learning, you know, just ask, ask your partner, what, what do you need from me to feel supported? Like that's like one simple thing you can do. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's amazing. It is a really powerful question that for some reason we don't think to ask like what no they'll ask you? me how do i be a more supportive partner and i'm like why right. don't i tell you 10 things but why don't you ask him <laughs> right yeah that's such a good point and i love what you said about the way that there's a tendency to interpret what they're doing like when they spend you know i had one some of mine she spent like he would spend like five hours at the ex's house when he dropped the kids off and there's a lot of backstory to that, but she would always get like super triggered and upset when that happened and like think that he was like cheating on her or, you know what I mean? She just took it in this really, um, in a way that was like really personal to her. And it wasn't about her at all. It wasn't about how much he loved her. It wasn't about how faithful he was being to her or his loyalty or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. totally. And I think especially with stepmoms who might have a history of like mistrust in relationships, that kind mm. of stuff can, can occur like, it might be unfaithful when really it's not. For sure. I mean, there's nothing more uncomfortable than having another woman in your relationship forever. You know? 
And then if she's the type of woman who is still trying to connect with your husband and made it clear that she is trying to do that, absolutely, you're going to be triggered and you're going to go there. But that's why you have to have 100%, your relationship needs to be strong. Like it should never go to the fact, what's he doing? Is he, gonna, is he cheating? Because that's a deeper problem. There's another right. issue there if that's where yeah. you go. Yeah, I agree with that. I always say the couple is like the foundation for the blended family. If that's strong, like everything else is more manageable, right? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So what would you say that you're most grateful for today as a stepmom, having done the work that you've done and made it through the challenge? Like, you know, I'm sure that there's, it's not like perfect all the time, but for the most part, you've made it through a lot of really tough stuff. So what are you most grateful for today? That the kids are out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> kidding, not kidding, kind of. <laughs> um, there's that. I'm grateful that I have a great relationship with both of them, you know? The kids, I, yeah. yeah. Like, even, I mean, it's amazing how close I feel to the younger one. And to the older one, he tells me he loves me, you know? Like, Aww. we don't talk all the time, but he always includes me in that. If, if he's on speakerphone, bye, Dad, love you, bye, Jenna, love you. You know, like, it's really sweet. And he's wow. told me he wants to have a better relationship with me, like despite all the difficulties. Um, I'm grateful that I ended up doing this work with stepmoms. Like I'm totally pa paying it forward. You know, I'm just like yeah. passing it on. Um, and I'm grateful for my relationship with my husband. Like if my stepson didn't have those problems, he would not be at where he is today. Like my husband had to grow because of what he went through. And with the ex and with my support, you know, I kind of like provided this environment for him to be able to do that. Right. So, I mean, I'm grateful for everything. Like I wouldn't wish it on anyone, but right. hey, <laughs> you know, it's meant to be for some reason. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. And I love that you said that he is who he is because of the challenges. Like that's amazing. And it's so true. And he probably was attracted to you because you do have this like healing instinct to grow. And he wanted to be around that kind of a person, right? Who was like yeah. going to get through this. Right. Yeah. Right. Somehow he knew on the second date that he was not going to let me go. It took me yeah. much longer, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah That's funny. He was like, this is going to happen. <laughs> this is happening. Forget everyone else. This is it. And of course me with like your ex and you have kids and you're just, and I'm just like, well, I don't know. But. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, so, and what is your number one recommendation for stepmoms who are listening today and they're having a really hard time and they're watching us and they're like, yeah, right. Like, okay. Maybe, maybe not, but you know, but they're really struggling and they don't know what to do and they don't know where to turn. What would your number one recommendation be? Well, for sure, number one is to get support, is to reach out, like reach out and get help from wherever it is. Reach out from, to professionals, reach out to other stepmoms, like online groups, whatever it is, because there are so many things you can do to make your situation better, but they're all, even if they're simple, they're all really hard to do if you're alone like really hard to do without having someone support you and encourage you and tell you it's okay to feel this way. And it's okay to say, no, I'm not going to a soccer game. I'd rather go out with the girls, you know, or whatever. Um, creating healthy boundaries is like really hard to do if you don't have someone telling you, no, it's okay. Do it. Like yeah. you're allowed, you know, so getting support and that will help you with all the other things that you can do to make it better. 
Yeah, absolutely. Just having someone to talk through what the challenges are. And because when we get stuck and we're overly emotional, like we can't think straight and we need no. someone to remind us of what we really want to create and what we really want to um, grow into. Right. So I think that goes for a lot of areas of our lives is that we can easily lose track of like, you know, what our goals are and whatever. Yeah. I, you can't see it when you're in it. Your, right. your person, it's your, your vision is so skewed when you're in it. You don't understand there's another way that there's a better way that it doesn't have to be this way. And also because many stepmoms, even though they're everywhere, they don't know other stepmoms. Right. So they don't know that other stepmoms have done it and, and that it can be better. They don't know that other stepmoms are struggling. They feel like ashamed. I'm the only one. Everyone else is making this work. No, you know what? No one's making it work. No, no one alone is making it work. <laughs> like, you have to have help. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. And that's such a good description. Like I, I do. It's like before you came into my life and I got to do that work with you and did that program with you, it was like I was in a fog. Like I had all this personal growth experience. I was a, a psychotherapist. I was a trained psychotherapist. I'd been like a holistic health coach. Like I had a ton, I'd done a ton of work on myself. And it was, it was like, in, I was in this fog. I didn't know what was right. I didn't know which feelings to trust and like which direction to go in at all. So yeah, these like very simple guidance and just someone being like, your feelings are normal and it's totally okay. was like, Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Totally. It doesn't matter how skilled you are, how trained you are, how whatever, like when it's you in your situation, it's so hard. Yeah. You know, it's so true. Yeah. yeah. So many confusing dynamics going on for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Jenna, thank you so much. And can you tell our listeners how they can find you and, um, yeah, they want to. Yeah. So you can go to my website, stepmomhelp.com. Um, the blog is on there. My services, my coaching offerings are on there. Our private online community, Stepmom Revolution is on there, which really every step, any stepmom who's interested in having their situation get better and, and gaining support should be in that community. Like I'm in there all the time coaching. I do live Q and A's. There's a learning center attached with it, with all these awesome trainings and resources. Um, and it's only $9.99 a month. So please get in there. It's amazing. Um, it's really yeah, amazing. Thank you. <laughs> um, oh, should I tell them about my free gift then? Yeah, please do. Okay. So that's part of my free gift is two weeks in the stepmom revolution group. So if you don't like it, get out. You know, if it's not for you, it's not for everyone, but I think it's for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and they can, we're going to put a link for that because the link is a little bit wonky. So we'll put it where they can click on it or something, I think, in this video. Yeah, you should be able to see it once the video is over. So, okay. Yeah, I right. highly recommend taking part in that amazing Facebook community. There's like, how many women are in there? How many semis? Now, now we're up to about 140. It's every day, it's growing. And it's amazing. amazing. And I keep it. Yes, you can vent, but I keep it positive. The, the goal is to like get solutions, get support. It's fun. We do fun things in there. Um, it is not like those really negative venting free Facebook groups. No. Yeah, that's been super <laughs> inspiring for me too. Your approach to that, like this isn't for complaining. It's for like how to take actionable steps to like make things better, right? So yeah, yeah. There's a big difference between like processing and just complaining and not right. taking action. Right? Right. Taking responsibility for what you can. Control. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Awesome, Jenna. Well, thanks so much for being here today. Thanks, Natalie. It was great. It was fun seeing you. Yeah, you too. <laughs> I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye.
Hello, everyone. Natalie here. I hope you've been enjoying this podcast. I hope it's inspired you to use your challenges for growth. And I'm so glad you've gotten to listen. And I also hope it helps you realize that you're not alone or crazy. It is a very challenging role to be in a step parenting position. Um, So I wanted to be sure to invite you to my free Stepmom Strong Facebook community. It's a group of stepmoms who are also in a growth-oriented mindset. The women in there are amazing supports to each other, so make sure you check it out. You can head to www.facebook.com slash groups slash stepmomstrong and be sure to answer the entry questions when you request to join. Otherwise, you will not be let in. So seriously, be sure to answer those so I can let you in. I'd love to have you join us. Um, again, it's a great group. So I hope you'll come find us on Facebook slash groups slash Strong. No spaces or underscores or anything. All right. Thanks. Thanks again for listening. And I look forward to seeing you in there. Bye.